Jesus and your fellow brothers and sisters who are Christians because it, it, it creates this, this unhealthy dialogue where we are very contradictive and untrusting and we question everything. Oh, that's what they told you, huh? That's what, oh, that's what you believe? That's what they said, huh? Who is they? And they're talking about white people, which ends up being this white versus black thing and, and, the, and the black people who are Christians, who are believers, we are believed to be coons. We are unwoke and not in, enlightened and all of these dumb things that aren't true. We're, we can't be for our brothers and sisters living better, being treated better because we're Christians and we believe in the Bible versus being woke and being a five percenter or a Hebrew Israelite or pretty much a God of yourself. I just, I don't understand the dynamics of it. And I. Top, top, top of the morning, afternoon, and the evening. It's the Wayne World Podcast. You know what it is. We're going to get that raw. We're going to get that real, that uncut. What's up, what's up, what's up? You know it's your boy, Ambo. What's up, what's up, what's up? You know it's your boy, Ambo. Boy, don't act like you don't know we love God. Top, top, top of the morning, the afternoon, and the evening to you, whomever you may be, wherever you may be watching, looking, or listening. It's your boy Aunt Mo, driving out of Bando. Whoa, to me with your big baby. Welcome to Wayne's World, my midnight, you know what now, for all of the people who've been rocking with your boy week after week, all the Waniacs is your most properly coined. You are loved and appreciated. Welcome back. But for all the first-time listeners, you come on back round now, yeah, yeah. Show them boys how you doing up in Harlem there, boy. Now, for those first-time listeners, you may be wondering, what is the Wayne's World Podcast about? Well, I'll tell you. I'm glad you asked. Listen up. It is a real-life podcast for real-life people, simply put. It is for the millennial and Generation X Christian primarily. Then after that, anybody who cares to lend their ear, you may gladly hear. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> uh, what is today's podcast about? Well, we are on part three of Trust Issues, the series that I wanted to kick off season three with. And that is, black people, are you worthy of my trust? Are you worth my trust? And so I thought it was quite necessary for us especially amid everything that we have going on in the culture in the world globally right now to go and delve into the things that are happening in the black community because what is starting to happen is we're not just dealing with white versus black issues we are dealing with black people having issue with other black people and that is something that I think is very counterproductive but sometimes very necessary. And so we're definitely going to get into that today. Sidebar, I want to say I apologize for some of the sound issues that we had last week. They were faults of mine. Uh, I was playing around with some stuff. I've had, admittedly, I've had some issues with the roadcaster that are probably self-inflicted here. Like, let's just be honest here. Let's keep it a buck yuck. Uh, it probably was my fault, but I got it fixed. I just re-downloaded it. And, you know, it is what it is. But I wanted to say that to you guys. I apologize. I will make sure that moving forward, I will make sure to keep all of those issues out of there so we can get what we came to get. You know what I'm talking about? 
So with that being said, let's move it forward. And today, as we always do, not just today, we are going to get into some randomness. And for randomness today, I wanted to talk about nigger versus nigger. Is, is there a difference? You know, for black people, we'll be the first to tell you, nigger will get you punched in your face, kinfolk. But nigger is a term of endearment. It is a way that we have essentially stripped the power from white people for making us feel some type of way. But is that counterproductive? Uh, at the same time, if I can say nigger and a white person can't say nigger, how does that strip the power from the white person? Should we not just say the word altogether? You know, there, this is a very popular topic. I'm the one that I am one of the people who will tell you I don't cuss, but I say nigga. I don't feel no type of way when I say it. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting because most people feel like you used it against me for so many years. Why can't I use it? Because uh, watching the episode of Blackish, uh, <laughs> I ain't saying she a gold nigga, but she ain't messing with no broke nigga. And he was in grade school. He was performing at a talent show. And he was at a private school, and he ended up getting expelled for it. And then there was a big hearing, and all of these things. And it just brought to my it just brought to my mind, Mimiente. Um, I don't know, man. I think I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I I think we either all of us shouldn't say it, or the way we really strip the power from it is we make it just like saying A B C D E F G. You know, you can't. We can't uh, we can't effectively use the word as a term of endearment or slang for us and then tell white people they can't use it, even if they, you know, popularized it by demeaning us with it. And all I'm saying is it's not that I think white people should say it. What I'm saying is don't allow somebody saying it in today's time to allow you to get out of character. And I think that happens a lot. I think if some of us who are listening right now, if somebody called you a nigger, you will lose your job. 20 years tenure, you know, pension ready, 401k, retirement ready, you're going to lose your job. And I, I don't know if, I think we are beyond that. You know, we, we in the black community get a lot of slack for being forgiving people. I don't know. I don't think I don't think we should ever lose that. I think the only way that we have been able to survive thus far, besides being adaptable in a lot of ways, learning trades, you know, in some ways reaching back for other people. We'll get into the crab in the bucket mentality a little bit later on that we display at times. We've got that way by being forgiving people. And it's not to make this about that. I want to stay on topic, but I'm just saying should we use the word? Should we say nigger? Should we say, we definitely probably shouldn't say nigger. I don't know. I, 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 to me, it's just like, it's it's like a cuss word. You know, like, you know, the I found out that mother effer was a term posed uh, by slave masters who would, if, if there was a big, you know, corn-fed beef, whatever the word I'm trying to use for that, corn-fed uh, black guy, African slave guy, if he, they couldn't find a suitable mate to breed and make another quote unquote superhuman of a 
slave, then they would rebreed him with his mother. I mean, that's that's pretty crazy. And so I just feel like at the end of the day, if we're going to if we're going to show our growth all the way, that growth should be shown by not using the word altogether. If that's what we're going to do. I mean, it is if it does to me, it doesn't it doesn't matter if it originated as a demeaning word or whatever, some to defame your name or bring slander upon who you are as a person just because we changed it and flipped it on its head, so to speak. I don't know. I don't think we should use it all together. If that's the take, if that's the stance we're going to take. Me personally, I, white people, racist white people. We're not going to make this about all white people. Racist white people who feel the need to use that to, you know, channel their inner slave master or make get a response out of you. Those people don't get responses out of me. I laugh at you. And I think ultimately for us to be able to get where we're trying to go, that is how we effectively take the power from them. That's just me. I don't, I mean, you know, obviously this is a platform where I get to speak my piece and then y'all get to rebuttal, you know what I'm saying? And I definitely encourage that on all social media outlets or audio, you know, audio message on Anchor. But I don't know, man. I just think that we can be very... I don't, what's the word when you, it's like we, it's not even playing the victim almost. It's almost like it's a double standard. That's what it is. It's almost like we, we, we take double standards into it. And I I just feel like at the end of the day, it's perfectly fine for you to use the word. If you're a person of color that, you know what I'm saying? Cause some people let's, let's also not forget that in, in younger circles, they're giving white people passes to say nigga. Now, how do y'all feel about that? Forget, should we not say it all together? Should white people, given their, like a John B or a Eminem or, you know, people like that, or just people who you grew up with in certain circles, they are giving passes to say nigga when they are around black people. How do y'all feel about that? And should the black card be revoked if you are allowing your oppressor, some of y'all would consider still y'all's oppressor to be able to use that word? Send me a voice memo. Let me know what y'all think about that. And we're going to move on to you and get these sports. Y'all talking about Hambra. Peace. Oh, yeah. Huh. And we back. And we back. Yeah. 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 This ain't no intro, this that entree, did that intro with Kanye and sound like Andre, trying to turn my baby mama to my fiance, yeah, yeah, and we back, bruh, we gonna get these sports, and you know how we do, so, let's gonna kick this thing off the proper way, Drew Brees say he ain't kneeling, Kimfo. He say his his grandparents, his two granddaddies fought in World War II, and he'd be dang, he'd be doggone if any of y'all gonna try to make him uh, disrespect the flag. And he sees it, quite frankly, as very disrespectful for you to kneel, for you not to kneel for the flag, because did you not know what his ancestors did for this country? Forget the fact, Drew Brees, that black people fought alongside of your grandfathers and died and 
Some of, actually not some of them, all of them were promised freedoms that they never got for fighting in a war for their oppressors. But you go right ahead, my guy. Don't kneel, because, I mean, kneel, because that, that, you know what I'm saying, that's what you do for your people. Or you don't kneel, my bad. But it's funny because he said that he wasn't going to kneel because that's, that's not what his family died for. But turn around and we see a picture of him kneeling with his teammates when they play overseas. I, I'm confused at what your messaging really is. Should Drew Brees get a pass? Should we lambaste him as his teammates did? Michael Thomas and the, the Jenkins, the Michael Jenkins of the world. to think a little bit different from my black counterparts and that's why I use this platform to speak about that I think that it is very important as black people to understand that the white man in America or a lot of other places for that matter does not understand what it means to be a black man to hold them to the fire to, to understand what we have been through and are currently going through in these here United States of America is it's a a joke and if our stance is going to be that they got to understand and we're not going to help them understand then I just feel like you're finding a reason to be upset I feel like you're looking for a reason to continue to complain and blame your oppressor quote unquote your current oppressor for the reason that you are not productive or for the reason that I don't know man I just I feel like black people number one we don't like to be held accountable for where we're not and we don't like to take responsibility within ourselves a lot of the time listen hear me out I understand that Slavery for 400 years was a real thing, and Jim Crow was a real thing. And that even after that, there was a a system of, of, there's a systematic thing that has appeared to be put in place with the amendments and all of these things where a black man isn't isn't even considered a full man to this day. To this day, we ain't considered to be a a full person. And so, black man, black woman, I hear you. But is the real answer only to burn down the entire country? And and before you say yes, and this is a sports segment, I get it. But before we say yes to that, can we really just take a second and think, are we not succeeding? And those who are succeeding, who aren't even as talented as you, who aren't as smart as you are, Essentially, in this world that we live in, the internet has made everything square. Unless you're talking about old-fashioned board meetings and going to interviews. Okay, I get that part. Because definitely, there are people who sit on boards, who sit high and look low, that are white people. That you will not be allowed to have certain... um, You you won't be allowed to, to be able to sit at certain tables. But... We can't keep using that as an excuse. 
you took our stuff so so what if we loot and so much so what if we riot and so what if we you know harm people in the streets at some point yo we gotta we gotta just say okay what do we do to move forward michael J mike uh mike tyson said everybody got a plan till they get hit so sounds like if this is the route that y'all want to take white people had a plan that they worked to perfection and ain't nobody hit them yet and this ain't going this ain't it man what y'all thinking is going to do the job is not i'm sorry because as much as there's a dialogue coming about and there is you know uh sorrow from the white community over black lives being lost there are white people who have never did a racist thing in their lives that have never taken anything from a black person yes have they walked in rooms and been treated differently that's not their fault that's the system's fault so before i continue to go on about that drew Brees, you do not get a pass but his teammates if you are only going to blast him on social media and you're not gonna have real conversations with him in person or on the phone before you blast him on social media you are not doing yourself a service you're doing yourself a disservice because that man is going to learn nothing from him whatsoever he's gonna go on social media like he did and say look at my face look how sad and sorry i am that was the weakest attempt at an apology that I have almost ever seen. And I've seen some sorry, sad apologies come from. So, what, what happens when we force these people to care that don't care? Or, like, sometimes when we hold them accountable and having a conversation and making a phone call or meeting them in person and charging them up, essentially, some things happen that actually push the culture forward, that actually help these people to get an understanding, maybe not of our plight, but at least to never do that again. But the social media stuff is just gonna get you an equal social media response where he's saying, I'm sorry. I mean, Drew Brees, I think, I, I asked last week, should, should they shut up and play? And I was like, no, the black athlete should use their platform to speak up and inform people and educate people. But Drew Brees, you probably should shut up and play. You should probably not speak ever again, like about anything except football, because your ignorance is unparalleled. And I hope that some people look through me saying that the black man needs to take responsibility for what they can control to be able to get to this point where I am holding Drew Brees accountable and saying that was incredibly insensitive, it was unnecessary and uncalled for, and you really don't get it. And for somebody to, to think that he really gets it, and like, don't get me wrong, there are some people who sit in this position that really do get it, and they're really racist, and they're going to say what they want to say, and they're going to hide behind their position on a football field or a job to say, I was wrong and I apologize, but I don't think this is what, what the case was for Drew Brees. I really believe he's a good guy, but I think that when you sat in a position of leadership for so long, it's like a kid who spoiled his whole life. 
and then he goes out into the world and he has to fend for himself, how do you expect him to act? As a spoiled little rotten brat. That's usually how it goes. White people in America have suckled off the teeth for a very long time, folks, and they are living a good life. So, if given the opportunity, you need to hold them accountable. That's all I'm saying. And we hold them accountable by having conversations, not by getting mad at everything they do and using council culture as an opportunity to shame people all the time. I personally think that's lame. Like, we can't just shame people into different actions. We got to sit down like adults. Like, it's, it's almost like shaming your kids into not having sex. How long, how many times has that worked? I'm kind of hitting y'all with some nuggets over here, Kenfo. Like, you can't shame people into doing stuff. Like, you can't guilt people into not stealing. They'll just feel bad every time they steal. But no change will ever happen. But when, what I found, at least with my child, is when I've sat down and explained to her, this is what sex is. This is how it's supposed to be expressed through what we believe. This is why we tell you that we don't want you to do these things. At least they have an understanding so that moving forward, now, they can be held accountable for their decisions based off of knowledge. It doesn't matter if we weren't given the, the same playing field. We have to operate with what we have, and we have done a great job of doing the best with what we have. But the only way for us to move forward is to, is to really partner with those who want to get it. If, if Drew Brees doesn't want to get it, we can't force him to want to get it. Just shame on my ass, because that's worth White people don't care about being ashamed. So, that's all I'm saying. But, I will say this. My brother, Colin Kaepernick, you deserve an apology. Oh, do you deserve an apology. Colin Kaepernick made it quite clear from the beginning that he was never trying to disrespect the flag of the United States. He talked with military vets to find out the best way to not disrespect the flag. Shall I sit down? Shall I kneel? But what I won't do is stand. And we know he was a martyr for the cause. He was a forerunner. The forerunners, the, the, those are the people who go before you and they get destroyed. They get ran over. They get trampled. And he deserves an apology because the NFL, they will do anything to preserve those black dollars. Please, let's not, let's, please, let's never understand, let's never forget to understand that money make the world go round just like conversation with the nation. Their money matters to them. They understand that if they don't say something now, if they don't apologize now, that they will be screwed because black people are showing through this movement now that they will move in droves to make sure that justice is served. So, good job NFL for saying something, but you're not off the hook because the first black man to speak his mind definitely deserves an apology. Secondly, what I did not appreciate though, since we're here, we, listen, we all deep up in it now, Ken folks. What I don't appreciate from Colin Kaepernick is acting like you still want to play football. Bro, you don't want to still play football. Because if you did, you would have used the platform that they gave you 
where all the teams were going to show up with their scouts and stuff, and they were going to play the film. But you wanted another platform to speak your mind and say whatever you were thinking. And I don't have a problem with that, but just don't mix the two and act like you really want to play football. Because if you really wanted to play, bro, you could have already been playing. Let's not act like there weren't teams that were already offering contracts. They were. The, the, the actual teams elude me right now, but you were offered a contract to play with the team in the NFL, and you said no. That's the that's that's number two. Number three. All right, so where did my stuff go? Number three. We understand that we, we do understand that he was a guinea pig, but you had a deeper agenda, and your agenda is definitely being played out. And that is nothing wrong with that. I just want, I just appreciate people being straightforward with what they think and what they feel and don't lie to me. I say it all the time. Don't give me poop and tell me it's ice cream can fall. I don't even like chocolate ice cream. You know what I'm saying? And I believe that that is that's what he did. Like he he kind of tricked us, Kenfo. He kind of told us one thing and then gave us another. Like, you hear me with the okey-doke, the old faux deuce faker, as my, co- my uh, cousin Mondrea used to say. You know what I'm saying? But the NFL definitely does, should give him an apology. He d- he, d- But he d- he doesn't want to play football. He doesn't want to play football. And if, he, and, and, and if there was a time, ever a time, to give him a job, if he did, you, better, you might want to step up because the black dollar – I believe moving forward. I don't think black people plan no more, Ken Folk. Black people is not playing with you, boy. They they gonna make you pay. So I don't know, man. Y'all tell me. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are y'all thoughts? What are y'all feelings about it? Were y'all happy with what the NFL said? You know, I know a lot of y'all are very upset about what Drew Brees said and did. Can you see my perspective on him just being Another uninformed, like he's been around black people his whole life. And it doesn't mean that there's plenty of races that aren't around black people for extended periods of time. But I don't think that's what we're dealing with here. And if he was a flat out racist going back to the 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 uh, San Diego Charger days, we would have known something. But that's not the case, man. Like from for all intents and purposes, they have fought. They have followed his lead. Doesn't mean that they're going to do it moving forward. That locker room will probably never be the same. But I just want us to understand that we have to start with wanting to have a conversation with these these people, these people who aren't of black or brown color, so that they can have an understanding that we could use moving forward to build with each other. So when we come back, we're going to get into the meat of that thing. You know what I'm talking about? I'm going to step away. I'm saying give y'all a little advertisement break. You know what I'm talking about? Listen through so I can give me a little bread in my pocket. I ain't, listen, I ain't gonna make no bread off of it like that. <laughs> but check your boy out. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, dick. Yeah, y'all. So, yeah, man. We back and it's time to get into the meat of it. You know what I'm talking about? Black man, do you deserve my trust? Now, listen, I don't think that some people understand how deeply rooted this is. Um. Black people do not trust other black people. And the history goes back long, 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 long time ago, deep down in the jungle blue. You know what I'm talking about? It go back. You know what I'm talking about? Way, way, way back. You know what I'm talking about, kid folk? And uh, 
you know, the history is field nigga versus house nigga. Darker colored African versus lighter colored African or more fair skinned. And so, you know, we all know Chicken George versus Kunta Kente. Kunta Kente was going to use every opportunity to fight for his freedom and run to get there. Chicken George like, nigga, you don't sit down. Uh, play that fiddle. I'm going to play this fiddle for you white folks. We're going to live good in the house with Massa. The question is, which which one is better? Chicken George, the field ni- the house nigga, or Kunta Kente, the field nigga? Breaking news. Both of y'all are slaves, nigga. Ain't neither one wins. Neither one of y'all win. How about that? Black people, sometimes we're so jaded. We just get caught in the rigmarole, and we we fall into habits that we don't even realize that we fall into. And it's sad. Like, bro, first of all, none of us are better than the other. I'm not better because I have a little more pigment or melanin, and you're not any worse because you don't have it. Like, we are the same, brother. Like, can we just get, can we just really get to an understanding? Like, bro, it don't matter. Listen, if you're in the house, that just means you got, and we talking back on historical times, but if you was in the house, that just means you had easier access to master if you was a sister. Like, I, I, I listen, man, like, we, we really got to do better, you know? But I think that in, our, you know, modern-day slavery versus indentured servants. See, because when... I thought this was important for us to understand the history of this whole distrust thing because there's an inherent distrust with a lot of black people who aren't Christians regarding the Bible, and they liken the slavery that the Europeans invoked on the African-American and the African slave to that which they saw modeled in the Bible, which was not true at all. Actually, the Egyptians more closely related, yeah, that's what I was trying to say, more closely related what we saw from the European um, excavation of the black man and taking us into slavery. In the Bible, what we saw as a tried and true method of paying back, uh, you know, debts and things of that nature or working off debts or, you know, being able to acquire wives and things of that nature from fathers was indentured servants. And you worked for seven years, I believe was the target number. And in some cases it would just be doubled depending on how great your debt was, but you were never mistreated. You were actually like a member of the family. You worked off your debt. You weren't beaten. And if you were, if you were mistreated in any way, it was, it it could be punishable by death. So, and that, that are, those are facts that could be traced back throughout history. So, for people to come to this understanding that the Bible taught us how to enslave people is, is nonsense. And for my black people who harp on that the most, you got to stop using that as a reason to distrust Jesus and your fellow brothers and sisters who are Christians because it, it it creates this this unhealthy dialogue where we are very 
contradictive and untrusting, and we question everything. Oh, that's what they told you, huh? That's what, Oh, that's what you believe? That's what they said, huh? Who is they? And they're talking about white people, which ends up being this white versus black thing, and, and, the, and the black people who are Christians, who are believers, we are believed to be coons, we are unwoke and not in, enlightened, and all of these dumb things that aren't true. We're, we can't be for our brothers and sisters living better, being treated better because we're Christians and we believe in the Bible versus being woke and being a five percenter or a Hebrew Israelite or pretty much a God of yourself. I, I just I don't understand the dynamics of it. And I think it creates a large level of mistrust for us, because even from our perspective, it makes me look at you like. You're, you're hateful, you're mean, you're angry, you have an agenda, you don't know how to forgive, you don't know how to love, and who wants to befriend a person that even looks like them if that is the way that they ch- approach life? How they, you know what I'm saying? How you act towards other people. Like, it. sometimes, I'm not going to lie, it can be like such a rabbit hole of information or lack thereof coming from somebody from one of those sects of religion or faith or belief systems. So we have to be very careful how we treat each other because it before any of those things, I have to look at you and understand that you're a human. Now, personally, I believe that I am a, I am a man of God before even I'm a black man. And that may be something that black people may frown upon, but I just, I'm sorry. That is that who is where my allegiance lies primarily, not only, but primarily. And then from there, okay, yes, because in it, what people don't understand is in, in the gospel, there is a, there is an understanding that you ought to love your brother. And if you don't love your brother, then I have a problem with you. White man who may display anger or hatred towards a black man to the point of death. But even within that, I understand, oh, it's not because of the color of your skin. It's because of the hate that you have in your heart. And that is something that has been passed down from the enemy himself. Because the when we decide as black people to look more cruelly upon a white man for the hate that he displays against me versus what a black man does to another that's where we're losing this whole thing. That's where we have to understand that something's not right. And so I don't know, man, y'all, y'all tell me what y'all think about it, but we have to learn how to do better in engaging with each other. Because if it's true, the Willie Lynch letters and what that entails is like a 400 year plan or something like that in turning us against each other, white, I mean, light skin against dark skin. And that's why these people were able to be in the house and why you even breeded certain people. And if that's true, we ought to be ashamed of ourselves that we can't love people who look like us, but maybe a little bit lighter or a little bit darker because of something that a European man put in place to spread. I don't know. Some of that stuff sounds a little too mastermindish to me. I don't know how smart those people really were. Just because people are in control doesn't mean they're super smart. It can mean they're super strong. 
or they have the most resources. Doesn't mean that they're the smartest. But that's a pretty sneaky, conniving thing to be able to pin people of color against each other based off the pigment of that color. So we got to do better. And that's where I say we have to hold each other accountable. And we can't run away from the accountability just to point at, look, it, it was him. Okay, even if he put this plan in place, what are we doing to fight against that narrative? That's where I'm at with it. We have to get to a point to where we are strategically planning to do something different. And what what the average black believer can't understand is that we're called to love our enemies. We are called to love those who don't look like us, who don't treat us right, because that is the gospel. And if you don't, if you don't subscribe or ascribe, whichever one, ascribe, prescribe, subscribe, whichever one, to that gospel, to that belief system, my friend, I am not sure that you are a believer. Because Jesus died for the people that killed him. And you can't argue that. I don't care if you call him Yeshua, Yahushua, Jesus. You are going to have to come with the grips that Jesus died for the very people that hung him high and stretched him wide. Period. But, black people, there are some reasons, there are some valid reasons for us to display some levels of distrust for each other. And, and I'm not even going to say they're the most serious things in the world, but they are basic. And I think it, it, at, our core, at the core of us, we all have need for love, for food, for water, you know, whatever Maslow, Maslow's laws were, whatever. Um, let's talk about businesses. Some of y'all got some food that slap, but y'all ain't getting it out as fast as McDonald's. Y'all ain't getting it out as fast as Wendy's. Y'all ain't getting it out as fast as Jack in the Box. I understand 100% that when you're cooking stuff yourself, when when you are making stuff to order, that it is going to take a wait. But the, the problem, one of the problems with the black community, especially when it comes to businesses, is we're super prideful. And we do not believe in asking for help. We don't believe in getting mentors. We don't believe in admitting that we don't have it all figured out. And so what happens is we struggle to be successful. We struggle our way to the top. And it's not to say that you can't work for things, but what if somebody could teach you a better order of operation on how to cook food better or a better setup for your kitchen to be able to get stuff out? Shout out to Monica Nevels, my sister, because she does her thing. When it comes to this this catering thing, when it comes to this business, she has worked to display elegance, and she does things in a timely manner. She is very professional. Her name carries weight in the catering and food business, and it's because she has put her best foot forward from day one. She didn't always have everything that she wanted or needed, but she got it done, and she didn't make excuses. We have to stop making excuses as black people for ourselves, for our families, and for our businesses. And when we decide to do something moving forward to, to be better, we will. But the good thing is, the light at the end of the tunnel is we are working towards it now. We have no choice. It takes a coronavirus and 
you know, just too many blatant deaths of black people by the hands of white men for us to start looking introspectively and outrospectively. I hope that was right. <laughs> and so, once again, though, we have to do a better job of assessing ourselves, our businesses. Are we, you know, I don't expect perfection. I don't. But I do expect progression. And if if you're not moving forward, what are you doing? You're, you, you can't sit still for too long. You're going to start moving backwards. And so let's work to start building tunnels and channels of communication and brutal honesty towards each other that is in love to better each other as human beings and as business owners. I can't stress that enough. We have to because I'm not shopping black owned. If everything going to come late, if everything is going to be subpar, if we, you know what I'm saying? Like if the communication and the, the customer service is trash. If you promise me a service, give me a service. I owe somebody money right now and product. I'm going to give her her money back and the product because even though me and her husband didn't ever link up properly, I'm going to take the responsibility as the business owner that I didn't get her her product in a timely manner. But that's not her responsibility to, you know what I'm saying, correct me on that. We should know better. We should absolutely know better and do better. And if we aren't trying to do that, we're wasting time. So, yeah, that's a reason for me not to trust you. Because you don't give me your best. But if Susie Q walked through the door, you're going to give her your best. You change the way you talk. You stop cussing. One of the things I hate, though, black men, when I come into your restaurant, when I come into your shoe place, when I get my taxes done by you, please keep the same energy that you would give Tom. I want you to talk to me like you got some sense as well. I don't want to hear when we sit down, yeah, my nigga, so when, uh, you know what I'm talking about, when, when we get the, like, I talk like that with my homeboys, and we joke around and all those things, but don't get it wrong. I'm an intellectual. I'm a smart person. And I'm always looking for an opportunity to display that, but we don't quickly do that when, when it comes to our businesses, and we have to do a whole lot better. I'm holding you accountable. You should hold yourself accountable. And it should matter to you because we have an opportunity now and a platform to be able to get our businesses and get our things that we care about put on the table to be viewed because white America, Latino America, all of them folks is looking and they're listening. Asian America, they're paying attention to you now. So go the extra mile to make sure that we can build something between each other that we can then go and give out to the world. When we come back, we are going to get into the momentous moment. It's time to shut this thing down, man. I didn't, I didn't give y'all giving you the best that I got, baby. You know what I'm talking about? I had to close my eyes on that. But yeah, when we come back, we're going to close this thing out, man. And we're going to let y'all know what to look forward to next week. We're going to shut this thing down with a momentous moment. You know what I'm talking about? Stupid big shower. You know what I'm talking about? We back. 
gonna shut this thing on down, you know what I'm talking about? Outro momentous moment time. We bring everything to a close. And I'll let you guys know what to look forward to for next week. I'm gonna go ahead and let y'all know. Next week, I have entitled what I believe may be the final episode in the trust issue. What you call it? Mini series or whatever. I'm a churchy little nigga, but I don't trust God. There you have it. I'm a churchy little nigga, but I don't trust God. And so we gonna be talking to the church, man. We talking to listen. We talking to pastors. We talking to the body as a whole. We're speaking to some of my personal experiences that I have dealt with that have shaped the way that I see life as a believer and, and why it is not the easiest thing to trust the body it's not the easiest thing to trust people you know establishments built up by man essentially so yeah that's what we're gonna get into for next week let me say this though this is not a white versus black if you don't understand anything else about this podcast today and about the type of person that I desire to be moving forward, I am an objective person, I am a realist, but I am very hopeful in a lot of ways. I was about to say something else, but I was just going to say I'm still very hopeful in a lot of ways. But we have to understand that this is not about white versus black. This is about good versus evil. This is, versus, this is about hate versus love. that that's what it is but then we go and say the black dollar has to make the white person feel it then you're lying to yourself number one but then you're lying to everyone else that your agenda and your heart is pure in the way that you're desiring to be this is not about white people this is not about making it us versus them because what is desired is racism. Let's not give them those hateful individuals at the top that sit high and look low that are trying to prey on us as humans or our culture. We can't allow them to dictate how we live and how we love. I told my brother, he called me one night, and we had a, a very, very insightful conversation. And I, I told him a lot of the things that we are living through can be solved in three things that we learn in, in MOJ. Love God, learn the word, live holy. If we could do those things, love God, learn the word, live holy, a lot of these issues would subside. But until we take a position to look at my fellow white, Hispanic, Asian, whatever color brother, as a human and say that's my brother I love him no matter what nothing's ever gonna change period don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe folks it's, it's really that simple they are tricking you into thinking that the agenda that you're pushing is really about some type of equality amongst a race of people and it's really not it's always something else so you have to understand that so in heaven there is no black church. There is no white church. 
There's no Hispanic church. There's no Mexican church. There's no Asian church. There's no Korean church. It is one church, one body. And so when we understand that and we humble ourselves, God will show up and he will do some things that we didn't even know he could do. I have been your hostess with the most. It's your boy, Aunt Mo. Trapping out a bando, big baby. Life is hard enough, so please, don't just live. Live elevated. Until next week, I love you. May the Lord keep you. I will see you at the conference. Peace.